Google up just so we can find out where they are now. <laughs> Have you got the Google up? The Google. It's like Jeremy Corbyn's. Uh, <laughs> the Internet of Things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Set Piece Many, the podcast where four friends talk football over food. If you're listening to this in any sort of timely manner. Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays, depending on how much you like to annoy Fox News in the US. Mm. I'm sure this will be the gift that you really wanted. A festive set-piece menu with the four of us, full of seasonal cheer. And owing to the fact that we're recording this before Christmas, not as full as you are with seasonal food. We do, however, have plenty to be getting on with. Remember a week ago we spoke about that hot pot? Yes. Chinch, update. What? Update. What? Update. Update what? Of the 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 hot hot pot. pot. What about it? What do you want to know? <laughs> When's it coming? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Joining me, Hugh Ferris, are three people who will now predict what their favourite Christmas present will be. I'm springing this on them. Having Ooh. been, by this point, basking in their glow for 24 hours. Rory Smith. I always get a chocolate orange from my mum. That's my favourite. Is that my something that you're Christmas looking forward to? Yeah. Stephen Wyeth? Well, my best present ever was as a sort of nine-year-old, I got the Millennium Vulcan. So I'm holding out that uh, I will have received the Lego equivalent of the Millennium Vulcan in my 41st year. And to Andy Hinchcliffe, who I can answer for him, a profits warning busting haul of super dry wear. Uh, I like just a basic, very simple Christmas, an orange with a candle in it. <laughs> no, I like the Chris Fine. Dingle. Yes. Yeah, well, I never. Thought I don't that need your playstations and your internet stuff. The mm. um, the gifts that Rory and Steve actually are more looking forward to is something that I mentioned last week, and they have now been given. You, you'll notice already twice that last week really isn't last week in our timeline. Uh, would you like to explain, Chin? Uh, well, you you've had your you've, you've had, had your coffee which pods, which you were very grateful for, Stephen. Thank I've you. I've got you uh, coffee pods because you two have coffee machines, Rory was disparaging about coffee machines Correct. he simply does not want one does not want coffee pods so I've got you every respectable dog walker mm. in the winter needs an item so I bought you that item some poo bags th- from, did I, where did I get it from, from um, is it super dry James? I think it could well be yeah. super dry so this is for you so that's, enjoy that's on, on very the walks with Hector I've not seen it yet and I won't open it till Christmas Day are, okay. we, are, we, are we distributing gifts? no because I, I don't have, have any well, no neither do I well, we, did, I can, we did I a deal remember we did a deal we're on strict rotation policy I did last year yeah but I've not even got around to doing cards Chinch has done this year no one wants a Christmas card well, you've got one. So you'll have to find something. You'll have to find, I'll be getting. checking your house next Thank time you. I come around. It'll have to be something. <laughs> Thank you, you very much indeed, later. Stephen. Now, over the next two weeks, uh, we're going to have a bit of fun. And by that, we mean we're probably going to offend a lot of people. Here at Set Piece Menu, we like our select 11s. So this week and next, we will furnish you with not one or two, but three. This episode will provide the first of them and provides the accompanying piece as well to a couple of soccer stories from two previous shows. Way back when, episodes 98 and 99, Andy Hinchcliffe told us his best teammates 11, which was a fascinating listen if it indeed did have a glaring error at left back. It was Neville Southall, Earl Barrett, Dave Watson, Des Walker, Andy Hinchcliffe, Andre Kanchelskis, Paul Gascoigne, Paul Scholes, Gary Speed, Paolo Di Canio and seriously, he honestly said seriously, Andy Booth. Well today, (laughs) his Christmas gift to you is the yang to that yin. Please allow us to present this Christmas time the Andy Hinchcliffe Worst teammate eleven. Now this is this is a really terrible thing to do because we have to remember that all these I'll call them players <laughs> were professional. <laughs> no, they were they were and they were arguably better players than I was. So if any of them do happen to hear this, and I hope they do, 
I would gladly go into their worst 11s in every position. So I know how bad I was. And I certainly know how bad they were. (laughs) And there was quite a deep cesspool of talent for me to pick from as well. But I've I've whittled it. I've had to go for a four-two-four formation because there were so many <laughs> terrible strikers. <laughs> Just quickly remind everybody: you are selecting from Manchester City, Everton, Sheffield Wednesday, Wednesday, and England. England will be a bit of a push because if you're playing for, mind you, I played for England. Exactly. <laughs> Suddenly the realization comes. I never really space. thought about England too much because I kind of thought they must be pretty good because they're playing international football. But then again, I did. So no, I'm not going to go. There's no. So are there football. any England players? Are there any English players? <laughs> yes, there are. Okay, so, right. so would you like to do this in the traditional way, starting with the goalkeeper? So we're going to do a 4-2-4 formation, 4-2-4. but we'll start with the goalkeeper. And I did play with some of the very best goalkeepers in the business. Neville Southall, tremendous man. Terrible dress sense, brilliant goalkeeper. The worst was Perry Suckling. <laughs> now, people will probably remember Perry Suckling. He conceded nine goals for Crystal Palace at Anfield. Do you remember yes. that? Is that still a Premier League... It's not a record you want, but it's, does that still stand as nobody's, a nobody's record? Nobody scored 10, but there have been... United mon- scored 9 against Ipswich, didn't they? Ipswich, yeah. they, they yeah. beat 9. The thing with Perry Suckling was, he, he looked beautiful. Wonderful hair, well-groomed. But the trouble was, he wasn't really a goalkeeper. He wasn't the type of goalkeeper that would come sliding out to get kicked in the face. He'd go sliding into the, the barbers to have his hair quiffed. <laughs> but he, I don't think he was the bravest of goalkeepers. And I, I did generally feel he was a, a creative midfielder or a striker who accidentally had ended up in net ah. and played as such. But again, he was, he, was, he was the glamour boy of this 11. Is he the best looking? Um, well, there's some Italians in there who, whose hair are pretty spectacular. Um, but they couldn't play. Um, Let's so Perry Suckling is my... God. There was a few others that were maybe you know, on their back. I feel a bit cruel because they were younger goalkeepers, mm. whereas Perry Suckling was terrible in his prime. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's move on to your back, your back four. And if we can have a comment on each of them and okay. their hairdos as we go along. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to play... Uh, who, he was a right back, but I'm going to play him at left back. Cause I, do you want me in at left back? Because I'm more than happy to put myself in at left back because I do remember some of my worst performances. So actually, I could on. easily do that. <laughs> you come on definitely. So at right back, left back, we have to go with Ray Atavelt. Right. Famous. For many, many different reasons, mainly because he was an asshole, <laughs> would be in this team. But I still don't know what position. He didn't have a best position, he just had a less terrible position. But he has to be in at right back. But he'd be dreadful there. So he's ticking all the boxes. <laughs> so right back, Ray Atavelt. Centre half, Gochi Sedlowski. Who we have covered before. We have yeah. covered before. The big bear, as Ron Atkinson dubbed him. And he actually, I think probably would have been better taking a brown bear, putting a kit on it. It probably would have been tactically more aware. I think he's Macedonian. Gotcha said yeah, was, Hugh, yeah, can yeah. you can you get Google uh, up? Uh, Steve, Stephen will be doing the googling whilst yeah. I uh, whilst I make the notes. He was he had which is is some going. He had worse I want him to me. spell. I want him to Ooh. spell Sedlowski. <laughs> he so, had he had. Do you, know, do you generally not know how to spell Gotcha Sedlowski? I I would guess, but I'm not sure. I'd be right if I. G O C E. Yep. Space. Yes. S E D L O S K I. Oh, that's perfect. That's yeah. perfect. That's fine. Say perfect. that again. <laughs> I, can't, I can't type that. Just quickly. put in Sedlowski. S E D L E S K I. No. Sedlowski. S E D L O S K I. You said E. 
Oh, well, that was just... S-E-D-L... You two are too busy arguing over how to spell it. I can't tell which one. S-E-D-L-O-S-K-I. There it is. Teamwork. We should, we should have known that he wasn't going to make the grade because we we had an inkling he was probably injured when we signed him when he had calipers on both legs. He was like a young Forrest Gump. And he just he never got into the team because of the supreme quality of John Newsom. But anyway, he was Gotti was again and a lot so, of so really bad. How how do you quantify worse knees than you? Uh, he he couldn't bend his legs. Right. That's that's how, yes. He used to run straight legs as if he had splints on. So he used to run with straight legs. Didn't, didn't if he'd have bent his legs, he'd still have been terrible. Where are you now, Gotchi? Well, he, when he left Sheffield Wednesday, he went on to make 138 league appearances for Dinamo Zagreb over a seven-year period. So he kind of been that injured. 130 Gucci. games in seven years. That's not bad. It's not brilliant, but it's not bad. Games. It's 20 a year. 20 games a year? 20 games a year is not a lot, is it? And, that's Chinch, how, how many, Andrew how many George Hinchcliffe. Did you play hang on, hang Let's get Chinch's career 437 up. games I played. Is that right? I must have missed about another 300 through injury. Gotchi's playing at centre-back. Who, who wins? Gotchi, yes. So we'd have Reyes about right-back. Gotchi Sedlowski, uh, the right-hand-sided centre-half. Left-hand-sided centre-half, Steve Harkness. Ah, Steve yes. Harkness. When did you play with Harkness? Liverpool, uh, to, at Sheffield Wednesday. He came in in the... Uh, in the Paul Jewell Paul Jewell would clearly be manager of this team um, <laughs> there's the punchline oh I, I forgot about yes he would be technical director coach everything um, Steve he was kind of straight, when he signed I'm sure, I thought he had a football down his top because he had such a, a pot belly on him uh, but it was later in his career I thought he was maybe in his mid-30s but he was only about 28 he just looked <laughs> but, but he had such a, an unbelievable attitude to the, to the get. he just didn't give a monkey's but he's one of those players, you know, his shorts, or he always looks like, looks like he's chewing toffee from behind with his shorts. And also, the upper parts of his thighs rub together, which is not great for an athlete, is it? No. There's a lot of chafing going on. Uh, he wasn't really... Um, and yeah, he wasn't athletic enough to play the role that he was, uh, that he was designed to play. But, and he actually pulled up... What frightened me, Mo, I was driving to an Everton game, stopped at the lights on the Queen's Drive, heading towards Goodison Park, and a car pulled up alongside me, window went down, and I did think that I was going to get carjacked, mm. but it was Steve Harkness. And it was a quick chat while the lights were on red. And I said, so what are you doing now? Are you still involved in the game? No, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and off he roared. So clearly he had no love for the game while he played. Hadn't followed it since he retired. So Steve Harkness definitely in there. I'm, I'm going to put myself in at left back because that I feel that is only right, right because do. it's so unfair to do what I'm doing. Mark Hottiger. Swiss International, Swiss International, Swiss International, USA 94 hero. Uh, what? USA 94 hero, Mark Cottager. Yeah, was he? Yeah. Real, hero. Maybe not hero. hero. Maybe not hero. He was there. Yeah, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't great. <laughs> he but anyway, I'll gladly take him out. Okay. Gladly take him out. And history? what was your worst quality? My worst quality? Yeah. I, when I was bad, I was bad. What was, really? your lowest, what was your lowest ebb? I think scoring an own goal against Nottingham Forest for Everton was powering the ball in no it was a header it was, it was a, a corner header. and for some reason I was facing my own goal and bulleted it past my own goalkeeper and at that point I did question what I was going to have for my Chinese takeaway <laughs> and what am I doing playing football because this is clearly not for me not, maybe not a strong suit but boy how you might turn that situation around thank you Joe Royal Willie Donaghy anyway I just got a slight update on Gotcha Sadlowski oh, okay, okay. because if you do want to catch up with him he is currently the manager of the Bosnian Premier League side Siroki Brzig 
uh, has been since the end of August, and uh, I assume he's doing really well. They're still very much involved in the game. I would okay. love to commission a documentary. In, if there's any producers out there listening, uh, Andy Hinchliffe goes in search of the worst players he's ever played with yes. and just finds out what they thought of him. Yes. <laughs> That's, that would be good. I, I would more than happily do that. This is amazing. The, the hot pot has arrived. It is almost a week after we started talking about it and it is still piping hot and so we, it we, looks incredible. We've polished off the defence, now we're going to polish off the hot pot That's and true. red cabbage. Who are your two Mainstays. Mainstays. If mainstays are going to break free and the team's going to fall apart, these are the two that you need. I felt it only fair to put in a player that I forgot that I played with <laughs> in Juan Cobian. Mm who played in the uh, the infamous Paolo de Canio pushing over the referee game. Yes. I did not realise that Juan Cobian spent the whole of that match no more than 12 feet away from me. <laughs> and yet I'd completely forgotten who he was. Uh, but he went on to great things at Charlton. Uh, no, league, no league appearances. <laughs> three for Aberdeen, four for Swindon before he slowly now that disappeared is, out of the game. You say glittering. <laughs> that really does glitter, doesn't it? But it anyway, glitters like gold. I, it's just, if you don't remember, that's pretty bad, isn't it? That is And clearly we must... I bet, he, I bet we were very close in the chat. I bet we, I, we were you would have passed friends. to him several a, times. A lot, apart from Boothie, which I'd normally hit on the Diag. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, so we've got Juan Cobian. Alongside him is So we've got two. the diminutive Cobian against the, the, the Ipswich powerhouse... That is Klaus Thompson. Klaus okay. Thompson. Do we remember Klaus yeah. Thompson? Who was, he was too nice for the size that he was. He needed to be more aggressive. How hot's that hot pot, Roy? That is hot, isn't it? Mm. Is it burning <laughs> your mouth? No. It's but delicious. It was, I love um, how Roy has distributed the, uh, the rest of the cutlery for everybody oh, was I meant to do that, yeah. halfway through Fair his Have <laughs> <laughs> you just right. started and not handed out the uh, silverware? I want, well, it's, it's only Hugh who's got, yeah, who's fine. been waiting, to be fair. So I think Klaus Thompson was a, um, an inspired signing by Joe Royal after our magnificent success in the 95 Cup final. What we really needed to go with the dogs of war was uh, someone from Ipswich who would really bring us back down to earth with a bump. <laughs> and Klaus... Succeeded in doing that. So is, this, is this homemade bread, Nick? Yeah. Oh, homemade wow. bread. Homemade, homemade bread. To go with the hot pot. It's extra. Well, what's in the what's in the bread? Um, bread. Mm. Have you churned your own butter? No. All oh, right. <laughs> Bit of a letdown. What are you playing at, woman? Right. Where were we up to? Klaus Thompson. Anything was, on Klaus w- Thompson, was, Stephen? Was Thompson in that same mold of Danish midfielders as Stig Tofton and Thomas Gravison? If they were truly awful... No, they weren't. They were quite good. They were good. He was from another mould. Right. A different mould. That, that broke and fell into the gutter. Uh, he played only 24 games, apparently. He played for Everton. 20, 24 games 24 for Everton games. in the 97-98 season. He did come in at a difficult time because clearly the dogs of war were in, in full Had yelp. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, were in full, we were in heat. We really were in heat as dogs of war. I was... I've talked about myself as the Chihuahua of destiny. I wasn't the Rottweiler that Joe Parkinson, Barry Horn, John Ebrell, the real snarling face of the Dogs of War. I was the having a wee on the lamppost outside. You were, I the, tr- really you were the trotting poodle. I was, I was, yes. So anyway, like, Klaus, difficult to come into a successful team. With those fancy balls on your legs. Yes, that's how I, that's how I mm. picture myself. Mm. Um, so, so far, we yeah. have Perry Suckling in goal, Ray Atavelt, Gotchi Sedlowski, Steve Harkness and Andy Hinch. Yes, captain. Uh, Juan Cobian and Klaus Thompson are two in midfield. Klaus mm-hmm. Thompson had the misfortune, incidentally, of scoring an own goal in the Merseyside derby at Goodison on the 16th of April, 1997, meaning Everton,
Everton were held to a one-all draw. And I, I bet Everton fans don't hold that against him. <laughs> you clearly do. So I, I've forgotten all about that, but again, four strikers box. or yeah. two wide men and two strikers. Uh, let me see. I'm going to have to play the two big lads through the middle. Who do I start? I'm going to leave the worst to last, if you don't mind. This is really Fair cool, enough. but I'm going to start with Gerald Sibon. Mm. I'm sure I've oh, talked about Gerald Sibon. Yes, now, Gerald Sibon was an enigma wrapped up in a mystery, wrapped up in a Dutch shirt. <laughs> when he was good, he was incredible. But at times he played like a giraffe on acid. And he was all over the place. He had the longest legs officially in football and he could hit the ball as hard as hell. But that was basically how he played the game. Every time he got the ball, he wanted to absolutely belt it regardless of where he was on the pitch. Now, he went on to play in the Champions League, apparently, for PSV. Is this mm. true, Stephen? So who am I? That is true. Criticize? I played in the Cup Winners' Cup to great effect. You did. For two rounds. Gerald Sibon, did he, went off to PSV and, and no, led two, the line. Had two, two seasons. <laughs> two seasons at PSV, scored seven goals in 21 league appearances for them. One in three? Do you not remember that it's I sent bad. a picture to the group when yeah. I was at Cairnvein, mm. where there is a picture of Gerald Sibon mounted for posterity on the wall? It's not actually him, is it? They've it's not mounted him on the wall. They have mounted him on the wall. No, it's his. It's a portrait, Andy. But it, where this, is, this is what was so annoying. Someone about, draws a picture of you. So annoying about him <laughs> is that he was he was fabulous, mm. but fabulously bad as well. Who's up front with? Um, oh, I want to leave him. I'm going to go with Frank. I've told the Frankie Sinetti story. Yes, have, I'm yeah. sure he was Paolo Di Canio's driver and wasn't actually a footballer. More red cabbage. Oh, it's the original red cabbage. Oh, sorry, it's come back. Yeah, but he scored this goal uh, and was in, bur- and we just all walked past him because pff, we'd lost three one and we didn't care. <laughs> and he and, but he was he, he was terrible in games. He didn't he didn't play too many, but appalling in training as well, which takes some doing day after day after day. But he was incredibly consistently bad, and that's why I'm convinced he he wasn't a footballer. He he really wasn't signed as a footballer. There must have been something going on there with Big Ron. So those are going to play as two central yeah. big men. Uh, yeah. So who's, who have you got? I have two guys cutting in. From cutting the f- in. Oh, one Inside of them can't forward. cut anywhere. <laughs> Michele Di Piedi. Oh, who? God, yeah, I remember that name. Do you? Yeah. He had wonderful hair. You know, that we, you know there's sometimes those shots you get, in, you get in films when they slow everything down and there's like hair. It's like maybe in like martial art films when they so the swish of the hair. Michele Di Piedi had hair that would, would have been better suited to Hollywood than um, Hillsborough. Good-looking bloke. Oh, my goodness. We have mm. a picture. Thank you. He Thank looks you a bit like Patrick Google. Burger. He's got a bit of Patrick Burger he going on. He does. Bit of even, be- even better cheekbones than Burger. Yeah, he wouldn't have looked out of place in lock, stock and two smoking barrels, though, would he? He is approaching Graziano Pella good-looking. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, yeah. That, is, that is top-notch high-level still, good looks. that only takes you so far in a dressing room. We need you on the pitch. McKayley. Sum up his uh, style of play. Um, erratic. <laughs> um, boots on the wrong feet. That type of kind of... In, in my mould, a player I appreciated because, again, I did all the things terribly wrong as, as he did, but not quite as badly and not as often in front of goal. He, he did... I'm sure he had a relatively reasonable record at Wednesday, but I'm sure a lot of shots cannoned off him in. He didn't actually finish them himself. But he was another one, again, that era... My career was was my glittering career was coming to an end, 
and there's a lot of players coming in at Sheffield Wednesday and he was one of them there's a lot that kind of came and went like Juan Cobian Michele Di Pierre they kind of came and went very quickly and with good reason the, the final paragraph of his Wikipedia entry is subtitled The Journeyman Years and Gibraltar Ooh, and Gibraltar yeah so I think that probably tells you uh, all you need to know about the direction his career headed in after he left Sheffield Wednesday in 2003 yeah. the rocks did it yeah what's that nothing I've made a terrible joke about oh. Gibraltar <laughs> oh, there we go <laughs> I'm and just trying to tr- contribute whilst I'm eating the yeah. final player in your 11 you all must have you must have seen him play Brett Angel Brett mm. Angel former Stockport yes when did you play with Brett Angel at Everton well played is a really rough term. But again, a lovely man. He looked like a six foot five boxer. He had you know that nose that kind of starts off okay, is dented in the middle and then turns up at the end as if you'd had it broken. But the way that he played, he did go into every challenge head first, even if the ball was on the floor. <laughs> and again, did was Joe Royal did Joe Royal who signed him for Everton? Steve, would you be able to find out it wouldn't have been scrolling Joe Royal. furiously. But he was Again, because of the size of him, there was only a certain brand of football you could play. Mm. That was with the ball maybe 12 to 18 feet off the ground. And not that near Brett Angel. And yeah, we used him as a diversion. Other clubs, did he play for Tranmere as well, I seem to remember? Mike Walker signed Mike him. Mike Walker signed him. Uh, and he was sold. Mike Walker could be assistant to Paul Jewell. <laughs> uh, Joe Royal sold Angel to Sunderland. Sunderland, okay. And how many games did he play for Everton? Uh, a whole 18 in the league. Did he, did he notch? Yielded. He, he notched once. One in 18. That's that's better than I expected. He'll remember that day. Yeah, but Do I, you? Um, no. The th- with this team, I'm just wondering, if, if it's so bad, can it together be a, can it be a team? No. It can't? No. That's a terrible... If all the, if all the part, individual parts are awful, there's still not a chance that, that for, you could make... Could this team survive? Are you trying to argue that a double negative times yes. 11 makes a positive in some way? That's what I was trying to say. Would anybody like to say that apart from mathematically, whether that's even Less possible? is more. This is the less is more. A lot less doesn't give you much more 11. And finally, uh, Andrew, before we all uh, polish off our hot pots, would you mm. like to tell us the style of play mm. that you would expect this team uh, to be... Um, Providing their no doubt millions, hundreds of millions of fans yeah. over the world. Um, imagine what transfer policy would have put this team in place. <laughs> immediately, you'd be sacked, wouldn't you, as technical director, <laughs> if you'd advised even one of them, let alone all eleven of them. Well, what Perry Suckling would have to do is bypass the back four, the midfield two, and three of the four strikers, and basically <laughs> lump it. Who's the best player in that? Who was the best player in that? Let's end on a positive. So anyway, we, we basically play route one. Route one. Well, with four up front, I would imagine that that would be a sensible Brett Angel idea. or... No, Brett, because Gerald, even though he was six foot four, tended to jump five foot seven. <laughs> so Brett Angel would put his face in where angels fear to tread. <laughs> no. So we'd have to... We'd have to go long ball and bypass the detritus at the back and in midfield. So that, yeah, that that would be our style, and it wouldn't work either. Who's the best player? Sibon was the one oh, you, was, you seemed to have most. Yes, Gerald. If all these had a an eight out of ten day, which is pushing it, Gerald's eight out of ten would would be the best. Would be the best. So and yes. What what level? Would that team compete at? What uh, what level would it have to be genuinely to I'm be? Not sure it'd even compete decent. in football, would it? <laughs> 
this team playing tiddlywinks how would, would it do be in awful. League, how would it do in League 2? Um, with our style, mm. it's not just the individuals we have in our team, it's our style of play wouldn't go very far these days, would it? No. Because it's all about the high press, passing. This is where this team would fall down, passing. That Basic. is the worry. You wouldn't need them to wear football boots. Most of them throughout their careers played in diving boots. So you could actually say to them, look, just just keep your flip-flops on. You know, when you're warming up and you're getting changed before the game, it's pointless you're putting boots on. You're not going to need them. Apart from Perry Suckling and Brett Angel because they need a bit of traction because mm. one's got to lump it and one's got to jump off the floor. But the rest of them don't really matter. And I suppose the final point to you, Andrew, you mentioned him before, the manager would be Paul Jewell. <sighs> but we've heard a lot about Paul Jewell um, via your soccer stories. Yeah. My question would be to you, what specifically makes him qualified to lead this bunch of no-hopers? Mm. And as captain, you realise that you would need to have a pretty strong relationship yeah. with the manager. Which, so I, which I did with Paul. Two things. How are you going to um, reconcile them? You would like to think that a team as bad as this, if it had if it had a Guardiola figure, a Svengali figure in control, mm. could turn things around. That is where PJ, as I used to call him, because he should be at home in his, in his pajamas. Um, he would, even with his technical and man management brilliance, could not bring the best out of this team. He, he even he, would even he, even, even he would struggle. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure he's the man that Guardiola, or was it Bielsa that he went to turn to when he thought about managing? Yeah, no, I, thought, he, I need I need some guidance. I need to to find out what the you know the actual what what this game is all about. I'm sure he went over to the Wirral and spoke to Paul Jewell for twelve hours straight. Or was that Bielsa in? It, it, it might be it Bielsa. Was definitely but, Paul yeah. Jewell. So that's where modern football's inspiration comes from. Paul. Again, this team <laughs> would really not is. being shouted at and sworn at in a scouse accent. I'm not sure would bring the best out of this team, and there would be no tactical information passed on so it, he would be a fitting coach for such a, a, a band of no helpers uh, well Andy thank you thank you thank you Andy thank, thank you. you Andy no thank you no thank you I do again I do feel truly terrible and if anyone listens to this or any friends of these people get into please let me know how because it is we do, it's tongue in cheek not really <laughs> it's tongue in cheek <laughs> and I would gladly take up every position in this team because I was truly awful as well Perry Suckling in goal a back four of Ray Atavelt more of him next week spoiler alert Gotchi Sedlowski Steve Harkness and Andy Hinchcliffe mm-hmm. if Andy is injured which is likely Mark Hottiger would take his place Juan Cobian and Klaus Thompson are two mainstays of the midfield as I think you described it then mm. we have four up front which is hideous in every way <laughs> Gerald Sibon Frankie Sanetti Michele Di Piedi and Brett Angel all managed sumptuously from the touchline <laughs> by a furious shouty scouse man <laughs> the new um, director of football at Swindon Town incidentally <laughs> exactly is that so, right? just, to, just to catch up by the way where everybody is there's Paul Jewell's latest job uh, next week more fun and more select 11s in the meantime we leave you with a reminder of how to get in touch at menu or menu at gmail.com if you have for example any contact details for any of the aforementioned players uh, please subscribe share rate and review as we humbly ask you to continue to find room for us in your podcast schedule uh, thank you to Steve Rory and to Andy in particular this week thank you to all for listening a merry merry Christmas uh, to you all we'll be back with another set piece menu for you to enjoy very soon indeed that hot pot was amazing. That so, is a work of genius. Hot pot update. Rory. Finished. Finished. Stephen, halfway ne- nearly through. Nearly finished. Ferris, 
three quarters of the way through. Chinch you, just started. You've just picked out your mushrooms. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You don't like mushrooms? No, I love mushrooms. I'm oh. going to have them. I'm going to have a piece them? of bread. Because I'm saving them to the end. Ah, I see. It's my bread. It's my you bread. You take super food up. out of your food I to save to the end. It was not planned. Oh, it was hey. not planned. It's merely happened like this because I was so interested in the lamb. Mm. Do oh, the lamb. okay. Does yeah, t- okay. talking about all this food make people slightly nauseous? Ba- bearing in mind the amount of food that they probably would have consumed in the 24 hours prior but I always, to catching up. I always this. find at Christmas that you have your you have your, your meal, and then about four hours later, you really want a chocolate orange. <laughs> That's thankfully what your mum provides you. With That's why she provides one. A it's whole, a whole chocolate orange. An entire. Well, no, you 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 eat it, probably over three chocolate orange eating sessions, with the final one boasting the best bit of the chocolate orange, which is the the, the spine. Yes, those three sessions are four thirty, five o'clock, and five thirty on it Christmas depends. Day. Yeah. You can normally get two days out of a chocolate orange, especially if scavengers come and ask you for some. Oh, so you don't like to give up any of your? Chocolate I do orange. not share chocolate oranges. No. Oh, that's a bit awkward. Anyway, coming up next week, pudding. Yes.